and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are having a fantastic week wherever you are. I know that I am, and my week just got a little bit better because we are being joined again by a very special guest. You know her. I hope you love her as much as I do. Her name is Carly. What's your middle name? Anna. Carly Anna Malini. <laughs> the first. The first, yes. Because your husband is? The fourth. The fourth. Louis. Can I say his middle name? Mario. Louis Mario Malini. The th- fourth. 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 <laughs> the fourth. <laughs> I love it. Well, today, um, our episode topic is really a fun one, and Carly helped me to to get this topic rolling. And I feel like it's one that anybody in their 20s can really connect to. Or 30s or 40s or, or 50s yeah, or 60s, hey, any age. any Even in your teens, man. Today we're talking about Jen's Guide to Not Spending Your 20s in Survival Mode. So before we get into all of that, though, I'd love to talk about what we are loving this week. Carly Annamalini, would you um, tell us what you're loving? I am loving not washing my hair. Ooh. Yes. I love that too. What, how far are you? I'm on day six. Day six. <laughs> Do not judge me. We're talking about survival mode today and you know, I'm not in it. The irony of this though. It is. <laughs> because some people day six would be part of survival mode, mm-hmm. but for some people it's very intentional. I know for me, my hair looks the best on day four, but I don't think I've ever gone further than five days. So I don't think I've, this is, this is probably the furthest I've gone in a while. Yeah. And do you use dry shampoo? Oh yes. Yeah. Lots of That's it. the key because some people hear about people not washing their hair and they think it's awful, but you got to use a lot of dry shampoo. What's your favorite dry shampoo brand? My favorite dry shampoo brand, I think it's called Acure. Okay. It's a powder yes. brand and they have it in a brunette. So I have brown hair and That's so I use the brunette dry shampoo. Okay. Blends in really well. That is perfect. Yes. Now I am a blonde. I have like dirty blonde hair. It's kind of I like to say it's honey colored, but I think I'm embellishing. Um, But I use the Not Your Mother's Dry Shampoo, and it's purple. It's in a purple and white bottle, and it's called Plump for Joy. Ooh. It's a hair plumping. See, your hair is so light that you can get away with using whatever kind. Yes. But you have to use special fancy dark hair. Yes. uh, Dry shampoo. Yeah. Well, you know, what's so funny about your answer 
is one of my answers I considered saying for what I'm loving this week is how much I am actually loving washing my hair because I got (laughs) new shampoo and I love it because it smells like summertime. It's um, called Sun Bum and it smells like bananas and coconut. So fun. And so like I'm like trying to wash my hair as much as possible. But what I'm loving even more than washing my hair is – There is a coffee that I am so into right now and I've been drinking it for a few weeks and then I ran out and I was like, I've got to order some because I had been gifted some and then I was like, I've got to get my hands on more of this and it is the Southbound Coffee Roasters 2020 Blend. Yes. Oh my It's so good. It is so good and... We've had a lot of conversations, you and I, about like the different types of coffee we like, mm-hmm. and you are really good at describing it, and I feel like you can describe it better than me. How would you describe like the type of coffee that kind of both of us drink a lot? We like Colombian-type yes. coffees. I don't know what the 2020 blend is, but yeah. we like more well-rounded mm-hmm. tastes, like chocolatey, yes. not too acidic, yes. just super balanced. I feel like is the word robust. Would you use the word robust to describe sure. this? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think on the package it says that the tasting notes are bourbon and toasted marshmallow. Ooh. So it's very yes. like... I just can't even explain it, but I love it so much. And I just got a new pour over. I didn't even get a fancy one. I would just like wanted to switch it up. So I got like one of the $10 little mini Bodum ones. Mm-hmm. And my coffee game is just so great right now. So that's what I'm loving this week. Um, today, what we're talking about is Jen's guide to not spending your 20s in survival mode. And Carly, how would you describe survival mode? Survival mode for me in your 20s is that just making it by. Mm-hmm. Like you've kind of got so much going on that you're just barely keeping things afloat. Yeah. Things are getting left undone. Yes. And your life's just a mess. Kind of in shambles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I would say, yeah, I don't feel like I was living in survival mode when I was in college, like right after high school, but I lived with my parents still while I was going to college and I didn't really have very many responsibilities. It wasn't until I moved out and moved to Hamilton and moved out on my own to go to ministry school at the Ramp School of Ministry um, in Hamilton, Alabama, that I realized, oh my gosh, like, I don't know how to do this. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have very much money and I make... I've made a budget for my food, but I, I can't afford anything. I'm like, I, I survived on like a can of soup and an apple a day. Oh my I don't goodness. even know how I made it through that time. But I definitely felt like I was scraping by and in survival mode for a long time. And then, well, maybe for like a year. And then I was like, I can't, I can't handle this anymore. I got to get a better job. And, you know, then I started my job. So... <laughs> But for you, tell me what like a season of survival mode has looked like for you. Have you ever been in survival mode? I was definitely, definitely (laughs) in survival mode when I was in college. Okay. I would leave my house. I lived an hour away from my school. So Mm, I would leave my house at, I think, 8 in the morning, maybe before that, 730. 
and would be in school until 12, would come back to Hamilton and work from, I don't know, work all afternoon, all evening, and then um, would get home and hadn't eaten dinner, barely ate lunch. It was a mess. So I ate a lot of canned soup during that season as well. Yes, canned soup. I feel like for me, I just refused to eat ramen because that was like the stereotypical thing of like poor people eat ramen when they're in college. Well, and I ate ramen, like ramen was my snack in high school when I would get home from school. So I was like, I've already done that. Yeah, (laughs) I'm not eating. Yes. So I ate a ton of like the Amy's soup oh, it was yes. like the, the lentil vegetable. the lentil yes. vegetable one was a staple and i would like i would do ha- like half a can of it with half an avocado and then an apple like oh, i ate that for like I would every eat meal the full can and that was it <laughs> uh, that soup got us through so when we're talking about survival mode like let's talk about some different examples i know one thing that we had talked about is like your living space mm-hmm. can kind of reflect when you're in survival mode what does that look like honestly i think even if you're in a season where things are crazy in your 20s cuz you just have a lot on your plate yeah and so even if that's the state you're in if your house can be in order it's almost like you feel like you've got it together in a sense yes and being in my 20s, I've had a lot of roommates. So I've seen, mm. got to witness a lot of other people and how they live life and mm-hmm. how they are in survival mode or aren't in survival mode. And what I would say across the board is like, if you can keep your space clean and looking neat, it like makes you feel, it's like your external world is in order. So yeah. it makes your internal world a little bit better. Yes. That's so good. I was even thinking the other day, um, as I was getting some new things to decorate my apartment, I had a lot of people sending me messages on Instagram when I had posted about it. People were like, wow, how in the world did you get your apartment to look that cute? And what I told them is like, it has taken me you know, years mm-hmm. of just slowly buying things yes. one throw pillow at a time, yes. <laughs> you know, like you, whenever you're in this young adults kind of phase of life, you might not have, you know, a thousand bucks to spend on renovating your space to make it look like you're not in survival mode, but you could buy a pillow that you like or a mug that you like every now and then just those little things to uplift your spirit and make your living space look nice. But more than just having it decorated cutely, it's just about keeping up with it. Yeah. I think for me, I always had one, I would always make sure one area of my house was Mm -hmm. very tidy all the time. Yes. So that I knew I always had one place to go to. The outer courts, the shared space. Yeah. When you're go, go, going all the time, you're Mm -hmm. throwing stuff everywhere. It's kind of hard to keep it super tidy. So if you have one area Mm -hmm. that's super clean and super neat, like makes you feel good because you know you can go into that one room. Yes. And it's going to feel peaceful. Mm -hmm. Um, One thing that has really helped me in getting out of that survival mode is keeping up with the dishes. Yes. I know that sounds like it's so easy, but when you're on the go and you have a full schedule, you make a meal. And then if you don't clean up the dishes right, then they're just going to sit. And then whenever you get home and it's time for your next meal, you're like, oh, I have the dishes 
from the other meal and now I don't <laughs> want to make anything else. But then the dishes just keep stacking and yes. stacking. Then it's such an insurmountable amount of dishes that you're like, so many. You're like, I'm just not going to do them for days. And if you have roommates, everyone's dishes are piling up. Yes. And no one's taking responsibility for it. No, because you leave them there for so long, you don't remember they're yours. Oh, it's awful. It's so awful. And then you get into fights with your roommates because... About whose dishes are whose. Oh, it's the worst. So a challenge to those of you out there with the roommates, (laughs) always keep up with your dishes. Yes. And every now and then you can bless your roommates and wash their dishes, but don't do it all the time because then they'll think you just want to wash their dishes all the time. And they won't know how to function whenever you're not there to wash their dishes. So they've got to learn how to do their dishes on their own, but... You know, you can be a blessing from time to time and do yes. the dishes, but do your dishes. Don't and don't just leave your dishes in the sink because your roommates' dishes are in the sink. No, that that's even bad as being the person that leaves them in their sink to begin with. Um, so another thing that kind of goes along with that that's really helped me recently is um, this. I've heard people say this for years, and I always rolled my eyes because I was like, this is just not like necessary or attainable. But recently I have been making my bed every single day, and it makes me feel like I am so put together. Yes. (laughs) I make my bed every single day except for I did not make my bed today. That's okay. You're not in survival mode. Just because your bed's unmade. There's just nothing like getting home from a like really long day and then being able to um, open your blankets, mm-hmm. unfold your blankets, pull them back, and it feels all the sheets feel really crisp. Yes. And it's like you're in a hotel, but it's your, your own bed. Yes, I agree. I feel like it's kind of sad that whenever I associate crisp sheets with a hotel and not just my own life experiences of my bed... <laughs> Like the only time I've ever experienced crisp sheets have been when I'm staying somewhere else. Oh my gosh. Except now I'm out of survival mode and my bed will be made every day. I've been doing it consistently for like a month and I feel like I want to keep it up. Yes. I would always use the excuse like, yeah, but like I might need to like get back in my bed and like take a nap or something so I'm not going to make it. (laughs) So then it just never got made. I know. But you should just make it anyway. You should. Because number one, it looks pretty. Mm -hmm. And then if somebody has come over and you weren't expecting it and they walk past your room, you're not going to be embarrassed. Yes. You don't have to shut the door. You can be like, hey, this is my room. Mm-hmm. And the bed's made. And then number two, just that crisp feeling. You cannot so great. beat that. It just makes for better rest. And like you were saying, when you know that you have that really great space to relax in, it just makes work a little bit easier. Okay, so let's talk about other um, ways that you can get out of survival mode. What comes to mind? I would say having a routine or schedule. Oh, that's so good. I don't have that right now. Oh, me neither. (laughs) But we're not in survival mode. So we're not in a season where things are kind of crazy. Yeah. We're, it's summertime. Yes. I mean, we're, it is what it is. We're in rest mode. So. We are. <laughs> There's Thankful grace here Sabbath. in rest mode. <laughs> but if you, if you have a lot going on, but you have a schedule or a routine, a mm-hmm. morning routine can mm-hmm. change everything. That's right. It's like getting up and doing the same thing every morning so yeah. that you have some kind of constant to your day. Yes. I love that. Um, 
for me, we used to have 6 a.m. prayer meetings at our church and going to 6 a.m. prayer was like the best way to start out the day. So I would wake up at like 5 a.m., get ready for work, then go to 6 a.m. prayer and pray and go home, make my smoothie and then go to work. Mm. And it was like the best routine because my mind felt renewed. I was ready for the day. I had, you know, I was just... Whereas I could have not even gone to the prayer meeting, slept in till seven, Mm -hmm. woken up, you know, snoozed through like 12 alarms, um, (laughs) thrown my hair up in a bun and put on a t-shirt and jeans and like left, like getting up, taking that time to get up a little bit earlier and even just go to prayer really helped me to not be struggling all day. So, um, having a routine, that's a really good one. Okay. One that comes to my mind and I kind of mentioned, like trying to do this when I was really struggling (laughs) and it just didn't work, but having some type of a budget, Ooh, like I feel like there needs to be a whole episode one day all about budgeting because it's something that like, I feel like I haven't even 100% mastered, Yes, but it's something that I'm working towards all the time. I would agree with you on budgeting. I When you don't have a lot of money, it's very hard to budget. Yeah. But not to get too preachy here. Yeah. But with budgeting, also always, always, always tithe first. Yeah. Even if you so don't good. have a lot of money, if you get paid a hundred bucks, yeah. it's only $10. Like just yeah. tithe first and you really do see the fruit of that in yes. your finances. And I want to say too, like because I tithed when I didn't make very much money, um, whenever I had a better job that paid more, it was easier for me to tithe a bigger amount of money because I had already incrementally been tithing more and more with each better paying job. Yes. So like if you think to yourself, oh, I'm going to tithe once I start making, you know, $50,000 a year or something. Well, by that point, you're going to think that, you know, tithing why can't I think of what 10% of 50,000 is? 5,000. 5,000. You would think, oh my goodness, tithing 5,000, that's a whole lot. That's like, I was going to say half of a car, but I don't really know how much cars cost. <laughs> I don't even know if that's a good car. You would think though, 5,000, that's a, a ton of money. But if you've been tithing for, you know, since you didn't make that much, it wouldn't be that much. So that's a very good point. Yes. And just having a budget though, is like you think, oh, it's just too much to look at my expenses and it's just too overwhelming to know the amount of money I need for bills and groceries and all of these expenses. Mm-hmm. But really, I found that having a budget helps me to be more free to spend my money and have fun with it yes. rather than spending my money and being like, what do I even have this money? Yeah. Like it's like getting out of that mode where you're constantly checking your bank account to see if you have any money Mm -hmm. left to thinking, you know what? I do have this amount of money and I'm going to go spend it on something fun because I can. What's that quote? uh, Tell your money where to go or, or you'll wonder where, or you'll wonder where it went. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. And yeah, there have definitely been seasons in my life where I just, I didn't want to know how much money was in my bank account. (laughs) I just wanted to go and have fun. Or the worst (laughs) is when you have to go grocery shopping and you have your calculator out while you're grocery shopping. Yeah. Like, okay, I know I have $50 to spend. So I'm adding up everything as I've, have you ever done that? Yeah. Because then if you go over Mm -hmm. and then your card gets declined or something. I was not about to face that at the register. Okay. I feel 
like this will be a, just a perfect, <laughs> a perfect time to add this anecdote. The first time I hung out with Carly, I knew she was a forever friend because we had gone shopping. Um, and I think we were like at urban outfitters yes. and I was going to buy some new sandals. And I remember I had, I had swiped a card for an account that I didn't use that I know didn't have any money on it because I just didn't have money in that account for some reason. And um, instead of swiping my card that was linked to my account that I always used. And so I was like, I had to be like, Carly, I really, uh, can you cash at me? <laughs> can you cash at me to this account so that I don't get an overdraft fee? And I was so embarrassed because like, that was my mistake. I mean, everything about that was just so mortifying, but Carly was like, Jen, I got you. <laughs> and that, so that was definitely a season of my life when I was, um, in survival mode, but we're out of there. Yes. <laughs> what are, what's some, like one more thing you can, um, give us some advice of how to get out of survival. Mode. Did we talk about decorating your house? We touched on it. We could okay. say more. This for me is the biggest. Okay. Because my house, I feel like has already looked, not already, always looked really cute. Yeah. I loved how I've loved, always loved it. Yes. Um, and people are always like, how do you get your house looking so cute? And mm -hmm. really it's so, everything in my house is so cheap. Yes. So my tips to decorating your house really well would be to go shop at places like Bargain Hunt mm -hmm. and TJ Maxx yes. and Dirt Cheap because they have so many things for really cheap. Yes. Facebook Marketplace is a great place to get furniture. Mm -hmm. So it's like you, that vibe of a bare apartment because you can't afford oh, to decorate it. it or you can't afford to make it look cozy. Literally one piece of art on the wall and a little throw blanket yes. and a candle. A candle. A candle can change the game. It really can. It can turn an entire space around. And I mean, even if you're just trying to host and you want to look like you've got it together, mm -hmm. even if you really don't have it together, light a candle. Yeah. And it looks like you, you know, it really makes you look like you have it together when you have your spices in really pretty spice uh, <laughs> containers. Oh my god. And you just have them out casually. It's like, whoa, you cook with coriander? Yeah, I do. And it's in a really nice jar. <laughs> wow. <laughs> but I guess we're really trying to talk about actually not being in survival mode, not just looking like it. <laughs> yes. It's that getting your external world in order. Yes. So that it can bring peace to your internal world as yes. well. I feel like the last one I will add, um, I feel like I started to inch my way out of survival mode one step at a time. <laughs> Whenever I started saying no, when yes. people would ask me to do stuff. Oh my goodness, yes. <laughs> because I'm an Enneagram too, and I love to please. You mm -hmm. know, I wouldn't say I live to please. I used to would say that. Now I just love to please. I love making people happy. And people would ask me to do stuff all the time. I remember one time I had made plans to be in three different places at once. And oh, one goodness. of my friends was like, Jen, why did you just agree to go have pie at that person's house? And I was like, well, I don't, I just couldn't tell them no. <laughs> and I was like a walking shell of a human because I had no energy left because I'd committed to five million different groups. And yes, I just had to start saying no. And maybe it might've hurt people's feelings along the way a touch, but if they took a step back, they'd understand like you can't do it all. Yes. 
I think what's important to that with that too is knowing your priorities, like know what comes first, what comes second, what comes third, yeah. so that you know what to say yes to. Exactly. That's so really if it good. doesn't fall in line with your priorities or you feel stressed saying yes to it, you know that you need to reconsider and figure out if it lines up with what you need to be doing. Exactly. Like you can say no and life is going to go on. And you don't have to give people an excuse or a reason. That is so good. And you don't have to apologize. I mean, if someone asks you to do something, don't just straight up say no. Yeah. Like make it, cushion it a little bit, but you don't have yeah. to be like, no, because da, 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 da. You don't have to give a full explanation. Yeah. I used to give like a whole paragraph, like, I'm so sorry. Yes. I can't do this. I would have loved to, but, but you unfortunately, didn't, you didn't, you wouldn't have loved to though. I so wouldn't you have. lied. No. And so I've stopped apologizing because yes. I'm not sorry. Like even if literally the reason I can't do something is because I need a night off to myself just to rest. I do not say I'm sorry. I'm like, I can't do it this time. I'd love to do it another time. Yes. That is so freeing is not apologizing for saying no. Oh, that's so good. I'm even, just as we're talking about it, I'm reminded of again and I'm getting set free all over again. I feel like too, in my um, early 20s, I felt like I had uh, FOMO or fear of missing out. Mm -hmm. I just like, if I knew that there was a hangout happening, I wanted to be there. Yes. And now I hear that hangouts are happening and I'm like, please don't text me. (laughs) I'm like, I just want to stay at home on my couch. So, and that's okay. Yes. Because that's helping me thrive and it's helping me to be fully rested in my best self rather than. And we need your best self. We do. We all need each other's best selves. So to get out of survival mode, you just, it's a few things. It's a few random things. It's a few random and I'm things. sure are more, more things than what we said. Yeah, maybe we'll do how to get out of survival mode part two one day. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me, Miss Carly Anna Malini. Oh, wow. You are so <laughs> welcome. And now is Jen's tip of the week. Well, honestly, um, me and Carly just gave a lot of really fun tips for not spending your 20s in survival mode. And a lot of that has to do with just recognizing that you're worth taking the time to invest in. You're worth buying a new throw pillow. Um, You're worth saying no to stuff. One time I was grocery shopping with Carly and I wanted to get a Honeycrisp apple that was like twice the price of a normal apple. And I was like, I don't know. Carly said, you know what, Jen, you're worth that Honeycrisp apple. (laughs) So whenever you feel like you're in survival mode or you feel like things around you are crumbling, just know that you can just take the time to step back and look and say, what are a couple of things I can really do to invest in myself? Whether that is um, decorating your apartment, cleaning up your dishes, making your bed, or you know, saying no to some commitments, take time, invest in yourself, take a breather. And that way you don't have to spend your twenties in survival mode, but you can spend them thriving and feeling fully alive. All right. And now it is Jen's guide to quiet time. Today, we are looking at a passage in Philippians four verses 12 through 13. And in this passage, Paul says, I know what it is to be in need 
and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret to being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry or living in plenty or in want. I can do all of this through him who gives me strength. A lot of times we quote the last part of that. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Well, it's all of this I can do through him who gives me strength is living in any kind of situation. Earlier in the podcast, I talked about seasons of my life when all I had to eat was half a can of soup and an apple. You know, I learned how to be content in that season. And now, you know, I can eat whatever I want pretty much. Um, and that's that transition has only happened in the past couple of years of just stewarding what the Lord's given me. But you know, if what this, whether you're in a place where you are in plenty or whether you're in a season of want, I just want to encourage you with this scripture. We can do all things and we can endure all seasons of life because God's the one who gives us the strength to do it. So I want to, um, I want to talk about our meditation and reflection questions for this week. So the first one is this. Think of the last time that you were in need of finances and resources. How did that make you feel? <laughs> were you worried and anxious? Okay, now think of a time that you had plenty to go around. Did you still recognize your need for God? Did you still identify Him as your provider? And lastly, what do you think Paul is talking about when he says that he has learned the secret of being content in any and every situation. And now I'd like to end with a prayer to kind of wrap up all of these things that we've been talking about today. And it goes like this, Father, I thank you that you supply my every need. You know my needs before I even do. You have always come through for me and you're not going to stop now. I know that in every situation, whether I feel like I'm barely scraping by with a half can of soup, <laughs> or if I'm abounding in more than enough, you are my source and my provider. Thank you for the way that you get resources to me when I trust in you. I know that I can do all things through you, the giver of my strength. And that enables me to make it through any season of life victoriously. Amen. Well, thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode, Jen's Guide to Not Spending Your 20s in Survival Mode. I had so much fun with my friend Carly Malini, and you can actually find her on Instagram at Carly Malini and um, you can find her business at recreated.co, both of those on Instagram. And I will, of course, as always, link that in the show notes. If you'd like to get connected with me, you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrauer. I hope you have a fantastic week ahead and I will see you guys next time. Bye-bye. <laughs>